Hello, I'm Anthony William, and you're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show, where each week I talk about the most advanced healing information and secrets about health, much of which is not found anywhere else and is decades ahead of what's out there now. As I've always said, who has 10 or 20 or even 30 years to wait for answers to their illnesses? Because believe me, people have been waiting, and I've seen it, you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about, and it's no fun. It's absolutely no fun. And we're talking about gut health today and, and the intestinal tract and understanding gut health because that's today's show, and I'll tell you why that's today's show. You know, I was actually thinking we were going to do another show, and there's so many things in different topics, but gut health is serious. It's really serious, and more and more people, I mean, I've watched this for decades, actually, but more and more people now are just saying, well, you know, I can't get my gut better. What do I do? And there are answers. There are answers to fixing problems. There are answers to fixing, you know, everything involved with it, constipation, bloating, gas, loose stools, poor absorption, you know, tummy pains, strange tummy pains, gastritis, all these different things we go to the doctor for and we can't get answers. And we go to our alternative doctors, we can't get answers too. We, well, you go to alternative doctors, usually just blamed on candida. We can't just do that because a lot of what happens is with gut health is a lot of people, they can get better for a little while, then it all comes back or they don't get better at all or it gets worse over time or they do get better because they you know there's some people that get better and they removed you know uh gluten out of their diet and they removed a little dairy products out of their diet or they cleaned it up they got rid of pastries cookies and cakes and they did get better but there's a lot of people that don't and they do everything and everything and anything to actually try to get their guts better and look, I know how frustrating it is. So today's show is gut health, and we're going to talk about this poor absorption and tummy pains and everything around it. And it's just a sign that our guts need attention. And so this is serious. We're addressing this today because who has 10 or 20, 30 years to wait for answers for the illnesses? I've said this before. I say it again that I've seen people wait a long time for answers. And, you know, when it comes down to gut health, the reason why a lot of people don't get better is because the information out there, the newest information out there, is, is, has dust on it, and it's old. It's old information. And, you know, <clears throat> someone was telling me the other day, they said, you know, you, gotta, you think pretty big of yourself, Mr. Medical Medium, because you're talking about how <clears throat> new information and you're talking about how new books and new things that are coming out about gut health, you're talking about how that's old and outdated. And I'm like, yeah, because it is. It is old and outdated. It's not about, you know, what I believe in, what I think. It's about somebody getting better and having the right information. So, yeah, I might come across sounding a little bit arrogant. Someone said, oh, you seem like you might be arrogant because you got all the answers. That's not it at all. Spirit's got the answers. And I want you to have those answers. I want you to have those answers. And I want you able to heal and move forward. Because you can, you know, and when I look into the latest information that's even out there, because someone says, hey, look at this. I'm like, whoa, and I'm all excited. And I look at him like, look, this stuff is ancient history already, ancient history before it was even minted. You know, everything about Candida, that's that's wrong, totally wrong. And we're going to cover cover Candida a little bit today. Everything about leaky gut, totally wrong. I mean, there's there's. I mean, I'm seeing stuff on the scene right now about leaky gut. It was 20 years ago, and it was wrong 20 years ago. It was, it was misinformation 20 years ago. Look, I have to find this humorous. I have to because it's sad. It's sad because that's 20 years of someone not getting the information they need to get their gut better, to get their health better, because it affects their families. It affects their lives. It gets in the way of everything. And the suffering occurs. I have to keep a sense of humor about it because it kills me. It kills me to watch it. I've watched it in young people. I've watched it in teenagers. I've watched it in kids. I've watched it in older people. I've watched people lose their jobs. I've watched people suffer. I've watched people, you know, have, you know, difficult lives. They get divorces over it because they can't eat anything. The other person can eat and whatnot, and it causes problems. I've seen it all. And so when someone says, hey, you seem to be pretty arrogant. No, what it is, what it is. Is, is the crap coming out in books and information and literature and everything else in the best sense, meaning even including all the alternative about gut health is so way off. It's ridiculous. And it's not about me being like, hey, I got all the answers. 
It's about the truth. It's about what's really happening in the gut. It's about what's wrong. It's about what spirit says. And it's about you getting better. Because in the bottom line is I don't care. I don't care whose feelings I hurt out there when it comes down to you know, it's it's about getting you better. It's about you having the right information. So, you know, I don't care if a brand new book comes off the running and it's about leaky gut, you know, and and meanwhile, when you look in it and it's literally 20, 30 years old, information is even the new information and it is wrong right off the press. And I'm like, oh, here we go again. Here we go again. How many people are going to be led down a path for another 10 years? Oh, my God. And you know what? That's okay. That's okay if I didn't have to see the suffering myself. That's okay if I didn't have to see it, it being real, but it's real. People are going through hell and back with their guts, intestinal tracts. No one's clearing the air about it. No one is. I have to do that. I have to do it. I need you feeling better. You need to know what's going on, and we're covering a couple of really cool things, something that nobody knows about. Nobody. Bottom line, okay? So that's what today's about. Check out life-changing foods, okay? So we were doing a live webinar. We got all kinds of stuff going on, so check out life-changing foods too. Um, you know, that book is packed, and I mean packed. I mean I, I literally – I basically thought I was going to stroke out writing that book, <laughs> okay, <laughs> right, because I was taking so much data from spirit, so much data and information from spirit that's never been taught anywhere or learned or anywhere. It's not offered anywhere about what over 50 fruits and vegetables, what they do, do, which I call them the holy four, these groups of fruits and vegetables, wild foods, and what they do for people, what illnesses, what symptoms they take care of. So when you really go through this and you pick out the right vegetable, the right herb, the right spice, the right wild food for your right condition, and you do it in the way you need to do it, and it just comes together, it's life-changing. I also have a fertility chapter. I also have um, what not to eat chapter, another one of those where, you know, look out for these foods not to eat, and you name it, it's packed. And, you know, I, I had to get that done <laughs> and I'm laughing because, I, yeah, I went through hell and back with that one. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's it's so worth it when you guys get this in your hands. Um, so, hey, lock down a copy when you can, all right? So, look, I just want the book in your hands. It's everything, It means everything to me to just get you guys healthy. So that's why we're doing the gut health, gut health today. I want you healthy. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to give you any bit of information, all the information I can. If this is the first time you came on, um, it started all with me at age four, heard a voice perfectly clear in the ear in real time. Real time means someone's talking to you in real time. It's not being channeled. It's not being taken in in other kind of, you know, ways. It's not being like, you know, zapped into the consciousness. There's nothing going on like that. It's someone talking to me in real time. It's a voice I heard since age four. That's where the information comes. That's how I've helped tens of thousands of people move forward their lives and have changed their lives. And um, so um, that's how it all really began with me. And I dedicated my life into helping people. I'm going to make sure you have the information that you need to help your loved ones, your friends, the people you care for, your family members, and yourself. And that's what matters the most. I don't care what else is going on in the world. It's about you feeling better so you can live your life, so you can do the things you need to do. You know, I've watched it. I've seen it. I've said this before. I got moms telling me they can't believe 20 years later, after they birthed their child, their daughter, and their daughter, you know, is now 20 years old, they can't believe 20 years later, the daughter, their daughter has a diagnosis that they have, they have, and it's still, there's nothing new to fix it. Nothing new to fix it. Same thing with chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, all the same, nothing new. I, and, you know, and, and I've had people say, look, I bought every book out there on Hashimoto's. I bought everything, and it doesn't even tell you what causes it. Exactly. Exactly. Because there's nothing new out there, and it has to change now. It has to change. And, you know, when I've had moms, they're crying because their 15-year-old daughter is sick with things that she was sick with, and, and still nothing's done about it. And, and, and it goes on, and it goes on, and it goes on. And, you know, and, and it's hitting young people. 17% 
17 out of 100 college students go home, leave college, in the middle of college, and don't go back. And don't go back. That's not because they couldn't do the studies, meaning it's not because they weren't brilliant. They left because they were sick. 17 out of 100. You do the math. How many thousands of students are going to school every year, okay, across this country? Do the math right now. 17 out of 100, then do the math. What's that out of 1,000? What's that out of 10,000? They're coming home and not going back to school because of chronic fatigue syndrome, because of Epstein-Barr, even though they're not being diagnosed with Epstein-Barr. Epstein-Barr is rampant and just literally it's harming our, our youth. You know, you name it. And it's just everything from fibromyalgia to inflammation to random disorders to, um, to insomnia to you name it. It's rampant. And the books out there and the information and the articles and the literature just isn't cutting it. So we have to do the show. And, and, and like I said, I don't care if I'm on the edge of stroking out getting that information from spirit to put in these books to get to you guys. I'm going to do it. So move on to, let's move on to the, the gut health show. That's where we are. So thanks for hanging in there until we get to this point. So look, bloating, gas, gastritis, pain, constant pain, constipation, diarrhea, you know, inflammation. Then there's gut health, like, disorders that have our conditions and diseases we got celiac we got crohn's we got um you know ibs we got colitis we have it all it all plays a role in here it all does but you type in colitis and cause unknown you what's ibs cause unknown irritable bowel syndrome cause unknown okay crohn's cause unknown and and you know what's interesting is back and i've said this before i'm going to say it again back in the in the 80s, what happened was when we were at that crossroads where conventional medicine was, was just – it was just conventional medicine. If you were a naturopath, you were just completely thought of as just crap, total crap if you were a naturopath in 1980. Okay, And this was a really dangerous time, dangerous time for naturopaths, natural medicine, homeop- you know, homeopaths, na- uh, chiropractors that thought beyond the normal. You, you name it. it was, this was a really bad time. This was when we were completely divided. Right now you have clinics where there's conventional doctors. You've got clinics where there's natural doctors, and they're all, all working together. You even look at some of the most popular clinics. Now it's like they got, they got a nutritionist in there. they got a naturopath in there. they <laughs> they got a functional, integrated functional medicine doctor in there. And then MDs are flipping over. They're like, they're not MDs anymore. They're MDs and they're functional doctors, right? And this didn't exist back in the 80s. It was the dark ages, and we might still be in the dark ages of misinformation right now, but we're not in the dark ages of where we were as far as collaborating. And back then, I mean, it was like, it was insane. It was, you went to the doctor, you you were told it was all in your head. So if you're a woman, you went to the doctor, you're told you were insane, you're told you were lazy, you're told you were crazy, your blood work checked out fine, antiquated antique blood work, which we still use now, you're told you were fine, and that's it. You get you get sent home. That was the eighties. Okay. And but what happened was it was happening in such a degree and so 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 much of that was happening, the naturopaths came on the scene. I mean they were always around, but they were really starting to come in and file out of schools. There was an explosion in the eighties. And they're they're filing you know, they're filing out where each state had a few met naturopaths now. Which, which, which was which was unbelievable in some states in the U.S. Think about it, okay? And you know the first the first naturopath in California, which I actually know personally, the first first naturopath in California, you know, coming out in the late seventies, early eighties in California, where you know isn't that where everything happens first supposedly, right? And so the first you know naturopath came out, but what happened was. You know, naturopaths and natural medicine need some, needed something to hold on to, something to bite their teeth into because what was happening is there was a flood of people, flood of women like, I'm sick, I'm sick. You know, uh, you know I went to, went to 10 conventional doctors, no answers. That still happens today. Went to 20 conventional doctors, still, still no answers. That still happens today, though. And what happened was the candida diagnosis was born. It exploded. It was an amazing diagnosis because it was like, whoa, you got some, you got candida, you got candida overgrowth in your gut. 
that's what's going on here. And what it did was it was like it was like uh, an awakening. It was like angels came out of the sky and like the heavens parted. And it was like and Jesus just baby Jesus came down. I mean, it was like that kind of moment. That was the kind of moment where, you know, hey, there is something wrong with me. And but it wasn't really Candida in the end. That's why we've gone from Candida to today. Right now we're going to SIBO. SIBO, small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, SIBO. We're going into that land now, you know, and that was the land that 30 years ago when Spirit said, hey, it's not Candida. Spirit knew it was overgrowth of different forms of bacteria and it wasn't Candida. See, Spirit was ahead of its time 30 years. So I've been able to help people for 30 years who didn't have to go through that Candida ride, which is kill your Candida, kill your Candida. This is, you know what I mean, the whole bit. So, and even SIBO is misunderstood right now because SIBO is still a misunderstanding of what kind of bacteria is in the gut that's causing that over. What, oh, what is the proliferation of bacteria? Well, it's mostly Streptococcus and it's, 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 antibiotic resistant strep SIBO is a development of strep that's been in someone's system and they've taken antibiotics through childhood or any other time in their life and they fed the strep strep got stronger then it overgrew later and when you get older and your immune system starts breaking down you're not taking care of yourself and you're stressed out the strep grows even more proliferates even more and that's what SIBO is nobody even knows that yet so I'm giving you advanced information right there all on its own so you know, the bottom line is this, is we're going to cover a few good things. We're going to talk about leaky gut. Let's start with leaky gut. Okay, we're just going to have to do that. Someone says you have leaky gut. Chances are you don't have leaky gut. Leaky gut, if you had leaky gut, you'd be in the, in the hospital with 105 temperature with septus and dying. So you don't have leaky gut. You have to understand that. Something went wrong with the whole leaky gut concept. In fact, there's even new, new information, new books out now talking about leaky gut at Totally, totally antiquated information. Unbelievable. <clears throat> I mean, it's been superseded. It's it, it's just unbelievable. And so, leaky gut isn't just this this whole thing where you got you got this permeability happening where where all this debris and stuff is going through the intestinal lining, and gases are going through the intestinal lining. That's not really what it is. First of, first of all, if you had diverticulitis, diverticulosis. And it got even to the point where something escaped to the other side. We're talking 104 temperature. We're talking emergency crisis. So not even people that have eruptions in their colon where they have diverticulitis and eruptions have leaky gut. It would have to go even past that situation. See, that's, that's how it works. This is where it's so misinformed on leaky gut. I, I don't mean to be a pain in the butt about it all. I don't. It's just that, what am I supposed to do? Just go along with it and not give you guys the right information to heal? I, I don't get it. So it's, you know, so the deal is, look, so if you've been diagnosed with leaky gut, uh, chances are you don't have leaky gut. That's not what's happening. Do you have problems in your intestinal tract? Yeah, you definitely could have problems. A lot of people don't have any problems in their intestinal tract, and they, they feel sick. They got fatigue. They got Epstein-Barr. They got shingles. They got other problems. They got, you know, other stuff going on, and it's still blamed on leaky gut because, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing. You know, so you go to a gut health doctor, you're going to get leaky gut diagnosis. You go to a Lyme doctor, you're going to get a Lyme, do you know, diagnosis. Go to multiple sclerosis doctor, you're going to get an MS, doc you know, diagnosis. I mean, have I said enough? Does it go on and on and on? So, so, um... The deal is with leaky gut, it's not what's happening. What does happen, though, is our liver, okay, produces less bile due to stress, due to foods we're eating, okay, especially if we're eating lots of high-fat, dense foods or we're eating foods that have lots of fat and sugar combined, like, like a chocolate cake, which has tons of lard, and then it has, you know, some, some – it says tons of lard and then it has table sugar involved or corn syrup involved. But whatever it is that we're eating, over time it breaks down the it breaks down the liver. It gets the liver to become more fatty, more pre-fatty, and it's usually due to real high intensity of fats in, in our diet for too many years. So our liver breaks down. Bile production minimizes. Okay? So so that minimizes. Hydrochloric acid minimizes. 
Hydrochloric acid is a blend of seven acids undiscovered by science today. You want to know, you want to know the future? I'm going to tell you some of the future. To begin with, like I said, hydrochloric acid isn't one acid. That's not one acid in the stomach. It's a blend of seven. They just have not been able to single it out yet and figure it out. And like I've said before, we don't know what happens to food when it drops into the stomach. Yeah, there's absorption. Yeah, there's digestion. There's assimilation. Let me tell you something. God only knows what happens the minute food enters that stomach. I promise you that. That's a thousand years from now. We're going to know exactly how everything works. But the bottom line is um, the bile gets you know less production of bile from the liver. Liver gets pre-fatty liver as time goes on. Okay, and as all this is happening, your hydrochloric acid breaks down, so you get low HCL, so that's breaking down. When that's breaking down, then um, food doesn't digest well, and it starts to rot, and it gets down into the intestinal tract, and it starts to rot. When it starts to rot, it produces ammonia. Ammonia. Ammonia is is basically an agent that can move through any part of the body. It can move through muscle. So it has nothing to do with leaky gut. It can move through organs. Ammonia can move through an organ like a ghost moves through a house and goes through the wall. Okay? You can have a perfectly sound, amazing intestinal lining that doesn't have one callus on it, not one polyp, not one callus, not one hole from a bacterial infection from 30 years ago, not one anything wrong with it. And ammonia will move through your intestinal tract just like a ghost moves through a wall. If you believe in ghosts, of course. You know, some, somebody out there might not believe in ghosts, so I don't want to, you know, insult anybody or whatever. I'm just saying. And and so it's the same kind of thing that occurs. So it and it, it moves through organs that ammonia. It moves through muscle. It, there's nothing that stops it from going right through the human body, and then out of the human body. Ammonia just comes right through the skin. The skin doesn't even stop it. It just leaks right out of the skin. It has nothing to do with leaky gut on any level. On any level, it's called ammonia permeability. Ammonia permeability is a word that's in my book that Spirit came up with for me to teach people. So it's our word over here, and it's called ammonia permeability, and it's from ammonia leaking through the entire body. And and that's just the bottom line. That's how it works. So that's that's what occurs. Now, that's not leaky gut on any level, on any way, because this doesn't mean you're going to feel sick. Ammonia permeability doesn't make you tired, doesn't make you sick, and it doesn't hurt you. It's other things that happen in the gut that have nothing to do with candida or leaky gut that end up hurting you. It's that break. It's that breakdown of the liver, meaning the liver being stagnant, sluggish. It's food not breaking down. Okay, it's food not breaking down and rotting, and then starting to feed strep, starting to feed E. coli, starting to feed C. diff, starting to feed MRSA. I mean, we get exposed to all this stuff. You know, you just visit a friend in a hospital, and and you know, I mean, anything's possible. It's like one, two, three, just like that. And so that's what happens is food just starts to feed things. Now, if the food is not good food, like it's food that I tell people to avoid, like eggs, then it feeds something worse, feeds viruses, such as like Epstein-Barr shingles. Colitis is caused by the shingles. That's the shingles virus on the inside of the lining of the, the, the intestinal tract causing colitis and it feeds off of eggs, it feeds off of dairy products, it feeds off of gluten. One thing you're going to get out of the show is you're not going to get like, oh yeah, like, you know, anti-inflammatory foods, um, you know, autoimmune foods, yeah, just stay away from the gluten, stay away from this, mycotoxins and this and that. You're going to get, you're going to get information about what foods feeding what, causing what illness and what disease. That's what you're going to get. You're not going to get that anywhere else unless they're listening to this show and, and, and adopting it. So, the, the eggs will feed the shingles virus 
in the intestinal tract. You won't hear that anybody anywhere else. It'll feed the, in, the shingles in the intestinal tract, cause an inflammation and eruption of blood vessels. That's what's happening there. So it's it's other things that are you know worse. I mean, when you have when you have viruses inside of us, certain bacteria inside of us. Never mind candida. Candida is there to try to protect you. It sits there. Did you know this? That without candida we die. How about that one? Without having candida in our system, we actually die. That's what happens. An overgrowth of candida is because it's protecting you. Candida is literally trying to absorb. Absorb and eat stuff and eat food and debris to take it away from something worse in the body. Candida's trying to save your life by gobbling up whatever it can to gobble up that chocolate cake because it does. Candida doesn't want that chocolate cake getting to E. coli and Streptococcus, getting to, you know, getting to the shingles, getting to over 60 varieties of Epstein Barr, HHV6, HHV10, HHV11, HHV12. I could go on and on forever. Cytomegalovirus, CMV. And so what happens is that Candida's sitting there protecting your life. That's what it does. That's not even the issue. So these are such critical pieces of information. I forgot to tell you, put on your seatbelts. I forgot to tell you guys, you got to, guys got to fasten your seatbelts. So I'll even put mine on, okay? <laughs> right? So we'll get the seatbelts on. So anyway, we got other things. That's a leaky gut confusion I'm talking about. Hydrochloric acid. We, we have hydrochloric acid problems where they break down. The seven assets that are that are just considered one, because science hasn't funded, got the funds, or or got to the point of medical research, medical science to figure out the seven different assets that are the blend in there. And to tell you one other thing too, the science does not know we're born with this like type of hair, microscopic furry hair on the inside of our intestinal tracts and the inside of our guts. They're to harbor good bacteria like elevated biotics, like we're going to talk about in a little while. They're there to hold all the good bacteria so that bad bacteria can't get into spate linings and start creating diverticulitis and so forth and everything. But the problem is we lose this hair really fast. Years ago, hundreds of years ago, we didn't lose it fast. It stayed with us. Now, because of antibiotics, it just burns right off of the inside of the intestinal tract and colon. I mean, kids are given antibiotics with their first ear infection instead of other things being figured out. And, you know, it just starts right from the beginning. Lots of antibiotics. It just wipes out this intestinal tract lining, this, this microscopic fur that's on the lining of the intestinal tracts. And by the time we get into our teenager years and we're eating, you know, we're eating all the fun stuff like Twinkies and everything else, and you name it, and it just between that and antibiotics, it just wipes right out. And now we just basically have a bare colon and bare intestinal tract. And that, you know, and that information you can, you can only find here. And that, the problem is with that, you get calluses and then you got all these other bacteria, then you get more antibiotics and then you get more problems. And, you know, then you're eating poorly, the liver breaks down, you're gaining weight, all kinds of problems are happening and this is what goes wrong. Gastritis is bacterial. So when someone has gastritis, so they have a lot of gas, that's not fungus, that's not yeast, that's not candida, that's bacteria. That's bacteria overgrowth. That's what that is. Um, and so that's what gastritis is. So it's another thing to understand. So <clears throat> inflammation in the intestinal tract. Inflammation, like IBS, in irritable bowel syndrome. Okay, that's 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 a... Another great one because, you know, I talk about that, I laugh about that. It's like, oh, you got IBS. Well, what's IBS? You know, and and so, yeah, we the whole thing with that is inflammation is caused by a lot of things. It's caused mostly by bacteria, a breakdown of, like I said, the liver, the hydrochloric acid, food not breaking down, okay, and, and it rotting in the intestinal tract, feeding different types of bacteria. We also pick up a lot of different kinds of bacteria chronically or constantly. We're eating in restaurants. We get it everywhere. So we have to be careful on how we're eating. Um, you know, in a restaurant, you know, I try to eat as many fresh fruits and vegetables as I can. You know, that's what I, that's what I like to do. 
because I got spirit in my ear telling me that, you know, we, we are only here so long. You've got to get as many meals as you can in you that are good. And spirit's always pushing me to do the fresh fruits, fresh vegetables. That's what I'm always being pushed to do. Uh, but when I'm at a restaurant, you know, what I do is I order cooked food that comes really hot, like like hot, fre- you know, fresh fruits and vegetables that became hot, like hot vegetables. That's what I order because, you know, I don't want to get any contamination. I don't want to get cross-contamination from, you know, somebody at the sink in the kitchen. So I'm careful because you can pick up a whole multiple different varieties of bacteria in your journey of eating out and doing things. I'm not trying to put fear in you, but make sure you're kind of cautious. Make sure your food comes hot. That matters. Um, it matters greatly. A lot of people have a whole bunch of low levels of food poisoning in their system uh, all through their life. It builds up. It wreaks havoc. It breaks down the lining of the intestinal tract and so forth. They have antibiotics in and out of it all. We get a lot of gut damage, and this is what occurs. It creates a lot of inflammation. Different pathogens creates different inflammation. We have viruses in the intestinal tract causes different inflammation. And then then there's things like Epstein-Barr uh, inflaming the spleen and liver, and then it causing digestive trouble because your liver's inflamed, your spleen's inflamed because you have a little bit of Epstein-Barr. And so and then when it gets confused and we think that's our intestinal tract, another thing is there's viruses like the shingles that make the nerve sensitive, makes all the nerves in the body sensitive. So here's something, here's a nugget right here that's so important. There's people out there that think they can't digest anything. They think they can't digest any food, but that's not accurate. That's not true. It's just that they're feeling the food move through them. Are you one of those people? Because you feel the food moving through you because all your nerve endings, all your neurological, all the nerve, the central nervous system, the vagus nerve, the phrenic nerves, they're wired to your colon, your duodenum, your intestinal tract. So your whole, your stomach, all that has nerves going to it. All these hot nerves. And if you've been viral, different varieties of Epstein-Barr, you've been viral with with, uh, different varieties of shingles. If you were a sensitive person from a lot of heavy metals, from from your nervous system being sensitive because of a lot of heavy metals, toxic heavy metals, what's going to happen is when you eat, the food is going to rub the lining of your intestinal tract and colon as peristaltic action is happening. And when that happens, you guys, you're going to feel like, oh, I just, I'm not digesting this. I don't know what I'm eating that's, you know, feeling good. And then what's going to happen is you're going to stay away from a salad. You're going to stay away from something like that, that rubs along the sides. You're going to stay away from that. And then you're just going to have like, oh, the only thing I can have is an egg. An egg seems to work. I don't feel any pain when I eat an egg. <laughs> Meanwhile, the egg is feeding more inflammation and more nerve problems and more issues. But yet it feels good going down. I have people telling me that. They'll be like, well, you know, the only thing I can eat is an egg. The reason why is the egg turns into a liquid, like a liquid glue that just sits in the middle. It doesn't rub the intestinal walls or the linings. It doesn't rub the sides. So you don't feel it. But if you eat some butterleaf lettuce or you eat a romaine piece of lettuce or you eat an apple, that pectin, that, that stuff is going to go and, and start doing some healing and it's going to rub the lining of the intestinal tract. It's going to rub the lining of the stomach. It's going to rub everything. And if you have sensitive nervous system, you're going to be like, oh, I didn't digest this. Oh, I can't digest this. That's how confusing it is. So if you're pushed into a corner where you feel like you can only eat like a piece of cheese and an egg or all you can eat is just this one piece of chicken and you're one of those people that I feel bad when you get pushed into that. Try to try to break out of that box. Have a little bit of avocado. You know, it, it will rub a little bit as it goes down because it's got fiber in it and pulp, but it's not gonna it's not gonna, you know, rub old so much where it's it's getting you upset. Try to do a little bit of some, you know, some boiled potato and try to get that in there. You know, there's different things you can do. Some sweet potato, some butternut squash. Um, you can try different things that won't be so, you know, they won't rub as they go down to try to graduate you out of that. Sensitive nervous systems are a big part of our digestive 
like cry out, our digestive pain and suffering that a lot of people have. It's nerve sensitivities. It's vagus nerve sensitivities going right to the intestinal tract. It's phrenic nerve sensitivities going right into the intestinal tract. So much of this is these nerve sensitive sensitivities from being viral, neurological symptoms from being viral. When someone, someone has fibromyalgia, even they, they, what they don't know. So if you have fibromyalgia, what you don't know, if you have a bad case of it, the nerves are not just in other parts of the joints or other parts of your shoulders or your arms. These nerves, they hurt in the intestinal tract. So when you eat, you're like, I don't know what to eat. I ate that. It doesn't feel good. I had a date. It doesn't feel good. I had this. But I can eat an egg, and that feels good. <laughs> so it's, it's important to know. And fibro is caused by Epstein-Barr, of course. Um, I brought that to the world's attention quite a while ago. And, and, uh, and it's getting around, so finally people are learning. Um, so, look, back to candida. If, he, if you were diagnosed with candida, don't go hogwild crazy trying to kill your candida, whatever you do. Instead, take foods away from whatever bacteria is causing your real inflammation. That's another thing, too. Take foods away. Take the dairy. Take the eggs out. Take all the gluten out. I'm sure you've taken grains out. We're going to do a show just on grains, though. We're going to do a show just on grains. That one will come up. You guys got to hear that one. It's really cool because I'm not against all grains. So, um, But when you're dealing with you know intestinal inf- inflammation and you're worried you think it's candida, you got to bring in some fruit. You got to bring in some papaya. We got to talk about all this. So we're going to we're going to go into a lot of this. So. Key, key things, take home things. We got to build up your hydrochloric acid. We got to get your liver stronger. We got to get your bile production up to par. And we got to get the right probiotics. The right probiotics. I'm going to offer later on in the show two probiotic companies that I think are okay. Okay, that I think are fine. But what I really like, I really like is elevated biotics. Elevated biotics is a term from spirit um, to help the world, to help you get better. If there was a time in your life where you actually ate a piece of kale picked out of the garden, it could have been 20 years ago, the bacteria on that kale, which is an elevated microorganism, is still in you today, keeping you alive. Okay, It's not the microorganisms that are in soil-borne microorganisms. Those are weak. Those are weak. It's outdated information. I'm just forewarning you. It, look, look, you don't want to live in the past. You don't want a car without the headrest from 1950. So when someone nails you in the back, they slam you in the back, your neck goes back, you have no head headrest on the car, and your neck, your neck snaps. You don't want that kind of car. You don't want that kind of seat. You don't want a car without airbags today driving around. But that's what it's like with this with with you know with the information with microorganisms right now the best newest stuff coming out is is outdated was outdated to begin with soil borne microorganisms are not the ones that give us what we need okay they're helpful if they're not harmful they're helpful because they keep the plant healthy down below but they can't handle the sun they can't handle the wind they can't handle the rain They can't handle anything. They hide. They hide in the soil. And they're not that strong. When we consume them, if they happen to be on our produce and we consume, you know, we consume a little bit of dirt, it's not going to hurt us, but it dies off quickly in the stomach with our own hydrochloric acid. There's a microorganism called elevated biotic. It sits on the leaves. It sits on the raspberry you just picked. It sits on the strawberry you just picked. It's loaded on there, and it handles the wind, the rain. It handles the radiation falling out of the sky. It handles the chemicals dropping out of the sky. (laughs) It handles, you know, pollution. It handles trucks with diesel fumes spewing out of it, driving by, and it stays alive. It sits there on a raspberry. Someone told me, hey, I used to pick blackberries 20 years ago. I found them on the side of a road. Was that okay? And I was picking black. Yeah, elevated bionics are in there, microorganisms that are sitting on that berry. They go deep down into the ileum. They're the only bugs that go down into the ileum, down in there and nestle in there and create B12 and save our butts. 
So when you go to the farmer's market, go to the organic, you know, farmer's market, you get some kale. You don't have to. You just give it a gentle rinse. If you see dirt on it, you rinse off the dirt, and, you know, the elevated biotics will be on there. If you, have a, if you don't have a garden and you got a little pot and you got parsley and you stick it on the patio, it will collect elevated biotics. Apple, apple from an orchard, elevated biotics. If you can only do it once a year, it helps. You do it twice a year, it helps more. That's the probiotic. That's the probiotic that keeps us alive. That's advanced information. I have to I have to harp on that advanced information thing in case we got new new people on board too. You guys, if you're new, this is your first show, and you just need to know where we're coming from here at this show. And just I just hope you stay with us and learn and learn and help people. So just stay with us and we move forward together. And I got respect for everybody in the audience, everybody listening. You know, I stand behind you. I just want you feeling better. And uh, I just hope you stay with us and, you know, we just learn together. We grow, grow, move forward. Um, so it's those elevated biotics that are amazing. They will bottle these up down the road when they, when they learn about them and they discover them. So I don't know when that's going to be. I don't know. But you can't wait those 30 years. I can't wait. Okay, so let's get the elevated biotics in us now. Those are the ones that stop disease. Those are the ones that stop cancers in our intestinal tracts. Those are the ones that stop scar tissue in our intestinal tract. And that's another thing I want to talk about. Scar tissue is rampant in our intestinal tracts. It's not leaky gut syndrome. It's scar tissue. Scar tissue caused by antibiotics burning our linings. Scar tissue caused by bacteria. Scar tissue caused by pollutants and heavy metals. Toxic heavy metals. And that's, that's what it's about there. That's what it's about. Let's talk about some things we can do for all of this. Okay, we're going to need another gut health show, I can tell already, because we're moving, we're moving through this so far. Top foods for gut health, celery juice. Just go to my Instagram. You'll see people drinking celery juice. You guys know. You're probably listening there on the Instagram all the time. You're doing the celery juice, and you're rebuilding your hydrochloric acid. You're rebuilding your gut health. You're getting out of that whole fear of candida, that misrepresentation of candida and misrepresentation of leaky gut. I mean, freedom is nice, man. Freedom is nice. And, you know, it's, it's important. It's important because when you start looking at some of that antiquated information out there and some of the antique stuff and you're like, oh, my God, I was there. It's great to be here. It feels good. I feel the same way you guys do. Trust me, because I'm because I'm, I'm just glad I'm with spirit. I feel the same way. I'm honored and, and I just I'm just great. I'm, I'm meaning it feels great to have it, the information for all of us, me, me included. So celery juice, 16 ounces of celery juice every morning, once a day, you can turn your gut problems around. Hydrochloric acid builds up. Your liver starts to back down, meaning it starts to calm down. If it's overheated, if it's inflamed, it starts to get better. If you're an acupuncturist and you just believe in, in acupuncture, you know, I love all forms of medicine that are alternative uh, and even conventional. Uh, many of them are conventional. But if you're an acupuncturist, you, you always find that liver heat in your patients, I bet. You know what I mean? So. You probably see all that liver heat in them because you're using your intuition, you're popping needles into them, and you're like, whoa, this liver is a mess. Well, the celery juice, make sure your clients are on celery juice. If it goes against a belief system, just try to work it in somehow. Try to work it in. But you'll get your, your patients with all those liver problems better. Because I know acupuncturists, they talk to me all the time about it. And they say, well, you wouldn't believe the liver problems I see, Anthony. I go, yeah, use some celery juice. Aloe water. Aloe water, that's a big deal. So you blend aloe in a blender. Look for different recipes. I got them everywhere. I think they're, you know, go to medicalmedium.com, go to my blog, and you'll find it. It's really important. So aloe water. Aloe is an anti-inflammatory because it's antiviral, antibacterial. It goes into the intestinal lining, and it only starts going after that bad bacteria, that SIBO bacteria, that IBS bacteria, all of it. So you want you want your aloe, okay? It lowers the bad acids. Acid reflux is because hydrochloric acid, one the seven blend, is gone. And what took over is acids produced by bacteria and viruses. And that's what acid reflux is. It's actually bacteria produced. I mean, acids produced, bad acids produced by bacteria, and that's, that's what it is. So you want to get the celery juice in there. You want to get the aloe water in there every day to start knocking down that bad bacteria. 
You want to get papaya in you, papaya, papaya. It is, it's a saving grace. I've seen it save people's lives with colitis, with Crohn's, with um, IBS, with intestinal con- chronic gastritis, chronic inflammation. Papaya is amazing. It helps it soothes the nerves. If you got viral neurological problems with your intestinal tract that I was talking about early, earlier, soothes the nerves. Wild blueberries, they feed all good bacteria. They feed elevated biotic bacteria. It feeds off of that. That's like, that's like milk of the gods to the bacteria that's keeping us alive. So that's important. And I wanted to tell you about the elevated biotics. They sit in the ileum and they produce B12, B12 that's bioidentical to us, that our body uses to stop methylation problems, to stop, stop our methylation issues that we have. And that's what the elevated biotics really does. Okay, so um, it bit, look, if, a lot of, if I've gone too fast on this show because I'm talking so fast, just go back to the show. Listen to it again. You'll probably be able to pick nuggets out of it. So, you know, please go back to it if you can. Um, oranges. Oranges are incredible for the intestinal tract, the bioflavonoids, the pith, all of that. Oranges are amazing. They move through the intestinal tract. They collect bad bacteria, and they feed good bacteria, and they move through, and they help us heal. Vitamin C helps our intestinal tract heal. That's important. Um, the calcium in oranges is important. Spinach, raw spinach, incredible. If you eat a lot of raw spinach, you'll see your skin starting to turn color. The beta carotenes are so powerful in spinach that your skin starts to turn, starts to turn healthy colors, healthy colors from spinach. You should eat a lot of spinach, incredible for the intestinal tract. Lettuce, red leaf lettuce, butter leaf, green leaf, green leaf, romaine, amazing. But you might be one of those I mentioned that feels like you can't digest lettuce because you got nerve issues, but no one's giving you that information. Doctors don't know, practitioners don't know, sensitive nervous system. So you think you can't digest lettuce. Start with a little butter leaf lettuce so it doesn't rub so much on the lining so you feel it. And um, sprouts, incredible different sprouts, amazing. You know why? Elevated biotics grow on sprouts. So if you don't have your own garden, you can't get to an orchard in, in the fall to pick an apple, to bite right out of an apple. If you can't get to a farmer's market, then you grow your own sprouts right on your kitchen table. It will collect elevated biotics. It's a miracle process that, that's involved with God, that's involved with the universe. If you don't believe in God, then the universe. If you don't believe in the universe, then the light. But it's just... It's, it's, in, it's involved with the, the holy powers, you know, the holy source. Um, and then uh, sweet potatoes, incredible for the liver, incredible for the, in, in, incredible for the intestinal tract. Fresh mint, add it to smoothies, salads, or make a mint tea, peppermint tea. Mm. That's what I'm drinking right now. That's what you hear me sipping, peppermint tea. That's incredible for you, for the, for the digestive tract. Very important. Um, ginger. Get some ginger tea going. I think that's what I'm going to do later on. Some ginger tea. Top supplements for guts health, gut health. Um, there's a company called Enzymedica. So Enzymedica ProBio. You know, we, we list these things also on, our, um, on the uh, website so it's easy access. Um, I like Vimergy. Okay, Vimergy, V-I-M-E-R-G-Y. Um, I like their barley grass juice powder. I find that's great for the intestinal tract to have a little every day. I also like the chaga mushroom powder they have because I like that for my liver because it helps get the liver in shape, which is part of the gut health problem, part of the bile problem. So that's cool. Cat's claw, licorice root. These are great for killing off bacteria and viruses in the intestinal tract. Cat's claw and licorice root. Incredible really, really do help. It helps move people forward. Okay. Liquid B12, the one that I talk about all the time, the adenosylcobalamin. You only heard that here when I started the show. And that was what, a year plus ago, a year and a half ago, whatever it is now, a year and a few months. And you're only going to hear it here. I've been teaching about that for years. That's the only one that matters is that adenosylmethyl combination. So make sure that's happening. Uh, Magnesium, golden seal, periodically using golden seal if you think you have some type of bug in your intestinal tract. 
use a little golden seal. Don't do di diatomaceous earth particles. It's horrible. Don't do diatomaceous earth particles. You can read about it in, in the medical medium book if you want to know more about that. Um, I'm sure somebody's upset about that, but the point is it's just it's not good. It isn't. Uh, with intestinal tracts, it gets it's really hard on the lining. So these are some of the things we're talking about um, that are really important, and you could do this every day. Lemon water. It's incredible for your liver every morning. Squeeze that lemon right into a glass of water. Drink it, 16 ounces. All these things matter to getting your gut health back. Stay off of eggs. Stay off of soy. Stay off of dairy products. Stay off of canola oil. Canola oil, it wreaks havoc on the gut lining. Wreaks havoc. Totally does. I just heard someone just told me the other day they've been listening to um, this, this new guy on the scene with um, this new guy in the scene with gut health and seemed like it was advanced information. They got into it and then they, the person was recommending canola oil. They were saying non-GMO canola oil, but they're recommending canola oil. I couldn't believe my ears. My ears exploded because canola oil feeds every manner of ill in the intestinal tract. It wreaks havoc. It destroys children's intestinal tracts. It feeds every type of bacteria, everything wrong. It elevates your candida because your candida is trying to save your life. So it's eating up all the canola oil. It's really a, – it's just a hot mess. So just stay away from that canola oil. Okay, so the bottom line is you know what to do. You know where to go, and we got a, we got a great start. Remember to go to my website, medicalmedium.com. You can get the free healing path. Make sure you do that. Just download it. Simple as that. Check out my Life-Changing Foods book. I did everything I could to get that to you guys, to get the information to you guys. You should have seen me. I was up all night, many nights, getting information from spirit about what asparagus does, about what nettle leaf does, about what the wild blueberry does, about what, what these things, what diseases, what conditions, what illnesses these things conquer, and what's really in them that science doesn't even know about. Don't miss out on that. Get a copy and lock one down so you have it when it comes out, so you're not waiting because we're not waiting or something later on. Um, I just want everybody to have the information they need because it's about you healing. It's about you getting better. You know, for years, I've had to hear stories of people and, and what they've gone through, and it kills me to know that they just didn't have the information that they could have had earlier on. I have people here now, 35 years later, 30 years later, in their 80s, in their 70s, in their 90s, feeling better than they did 30 years ago when I freed them from the Lyme disease trap, when I freed them with spirits information from the Lyme trap, when I freed them from the trap of, of, of misdiagnoses of, of MS and fibro and what things really were and what they needed to do. And it pains me to know that we're still in this place. I'm just one guy, and I need your help. I need your help getting the information out there. I need your help too. I really do. I need your help with all of it because there's nothing worse than seeing everybody not have information. To this day in 2016, it's beyond me. So let's do it together. I love you. I got this gift because it needed to be for you guys. It's not for me. This gift wasn't for me in any way, shape, or form. Hasn't done much really for me on any level besides at least know that it's helping you, and that's what, I, what matters to me. Blessings. I love you. I stand behind you. It's not your fault. I believe in you. Bye-bye.